Hey guys, this is the New Heights Church Podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service. You know, one of the things that's great about being a part of a church like this is it's a church, New Heights Church, it's a church of radical generosity. Everybody say radical generosity. We have, even through the, the pandemic, I remember in 2020 when uh, things began to shut down and things started getting really hairy. I remember the first call I made uh, was to an orphanage that we partner with and I let them know, you know, I let them know, I said, I understand that, that everything's tightening up, but uh, I want to be clear, New Heights Church is not lowering our partnership with you. You will not have to wonder whether or not New Heights Church is going to continue to partner and feed orphans and widows through your ministry. And uh, it was such a relief because many times God, God will back your efforts once you start putting in the effort. So many times we want God to do it first, but the only way Peter knew that his sandals would float was he had to get out of the boat. So for you and for me, it's the exact same thing. So I want to share just a few testimonies and, and, and it goes through the beginning of November. So these numbers are even bigger than they are before, but I want to talk just briefly about our, our reach, our home, our impact and our cause. Our reach has increased over 2020 and over 2021. As a matter of fact, uh, just views up through October of this year, we've had almost 140,000 views between the places that we distribute the gospel. Over 90,000 different engagements, and we're in almost 20 countries on a consistent basis. That's all happening from College Station, Texas. We've had, we've had over 10 countries downloading our new, our, our first and only at this point, uh, song that we've released called We Rise Up. I think it's very appropriate that we're rising up and building in that exact same time. So our, our reach is increasing. As I mentioned earlier, they say that upwards of 35% of churches in America have closed down and not opened back up. I, I don't know if that's 100% accurate, but what I do know is God is not in the shutting down business. God is in the expansion business. So even in the middle of challenging times, we've just committed and recommitted and reaffirmed our position of faith that we're going to rise up and build and we're going to build God a bigger shadow. There's a scripture uh, that we referenced that it talks about building God a bit that that his house will be a place of shadow in the daytime and refuge from storm and rain. And our goal is to build God a bigger shadow so that more people can come and be, uh, uh, and, and can experience what it's like to literally live under the shadow or the wings of the Almighty. So for you and for me, we're rising up and building. Our reach has increased throughout, uh, the pandemic and, and will continue to increase. And our home has needed to increase. As a matter of fact, the place you're sitting right now is actually a miracle or a thousand miracles stacked into one where several years ago when we had no way of paying for this, I felt like God told us to buy it. I felt like God told us that it was our building. So I'll put a contract on it without the money. I just want to tell you. They asked me, do you have the money? And I said, we have somebody that does. The somebody was the Lord. So... We needed $300,000 to buy the property. And fortunately, we only had to raise $300,000 to do it. 
But back then, that was a gigantic, just well been a bajillion dollars. That's what it seemed like. But God made a way. And so what I'm saying is, when we bought this property, we paid $1.5 million for it. We own from where Texas A&M starts right there, where the cavalry is, all the way down to the corner and the beginning of the health science corridor. And we paid $1.5 million for this property and recently got it appraised, as is before any construction started. Listen to this. It appraised for $2.3 million. And when we finish the parking lots, just the parking lots, not the building at all, but when we finish the parking lots, they told us that our appraisal will jump to $3.4 million. It's not bad for a $1.5 million property. Also, we've spent almost a half a million dollars on all the construction that you see going on, all the development with the architects, everything with the city. Believe it or not, we had to pay, I think it was $50,000 into what the city calls a sidewalk fund. Just say praise the Lord. It was, it was either that or don't build. They said, well, you can either put in the sidewalk. I said, well, how much will the sidewalk cost? They said 90000 I said, well, the sidewalk will go to nothing. It will dead end. There will be nothing into the horses. They said, correct. I said, it will go to nothing on the other end. They said, also correct. I said, you want me to build a sidewalk to nowhere? They said, we're sorry, but yes, that's what the, 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 the thoroughfare plans, what they call them. That's what they call for. And I'm not knocking the city. This is just what you have to do if you're going to build in a city. And I said, I said, well, is there any other options? I said, because we don't want to just spend 90000 We're going to have walkways everywhere on the property. It's going to be nothing but concrete, practically, and all the beautiful trees. But they said, they said, well, you could pay into the sidewalk fund. I said, how much? They said, fifty grand. I said, can we send you a check today? So this is what it costs to build in an environment that we're in. But the reason I point that out is we've spent almost a half a million dollars on this construction already, getting everything uh, squared away with the architects, everything fully approved. And listen to this. We have not added one dollar of debt to the church in doing it. Come on. Give God a big hand right there. Now I want to talk to you about our impact. Somebody say impact. Our impact is not just here. Matter of fact, we are a church that is committed to uh, not just sowing and reaping on a personal level individually, but our church is an extremely prosperous and uh, generous church. As a matter of fact, it's one of the foundations of our church from the very beginning. Significantly, uh, uh, significantly, uh, as a significant endeavor since the very, very beginning of our church. And so for us, uh, matter of fact, when we had those appraisals done, I forgot to mention this, we talked to, uh, one of the banks that we talked to. We've talked to several banks over the years and they, they were looking at our stuff just like banks do. And they said, this is something we've never seen. Now they specialize in dealing with churches. They said, we've never seen a church that's giving, in other words, feeding widows and orphans, planting churches, sowing into other ministries, sowing into ministries that are winning souls in China and around the world. They said, we've never seen a church that's giving out more than its own payroll. In other words, our church is seeding out more than the church's entire payroll. That's an incredible place to give God praise right there. So for us, our impact is pretty, pretty intentional. And when you get, 
when you get connected with this church, particularly in partnership with tithes and offerings with this church, every grace that's on this house gets on you. I'm not here to talk about me, but I just have to be honest. The anointing for increase is all over my life. The anointing for debt cancellation is on my life. People come to this church and have radical debts canceled off their life. You say, you say, how does that happen? God does it. It's just the way it is. Different, different people, different places have different things that they flow in. I flow in increase. I flow in revelation knowledge in these areas like a river. I was at a church uh, a few weeks ago and they were asking me to speak a little bit. I spoke a little bit. I didn't speak 10 minutes and 20 pastors came up to me after and they said, where did you, where did you hear that? I said, in the Bible. They said, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the part about this. I said, in the Bible. One of them came up to me and all I did was receive the offering at a, at a conference and they came up to me. They said, I literally have 10 offering messages from what you just said. I have an anointing for it. There's no other way to describe it. I'm not trying to sound arrogant. I sure hope I don't, but I'm not going to diminish the gift that's on my life either because I'm walking in it. Matter of fact, I flow in it. The favor of God flows in my life like a river. Everywhere I step, I have favor. Everywhere I go, I have favor. Increase comes to my life. If I get involved in an idea, and I believe it's the will of God to get involved in that idea, that thing is going to work in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says very clearly, He will bless the work of your hand. My wife and I have several businesses. We had several businesses before we came to College Station. We didn't need a thing when we came here. And praise the name of the Lord, we still haven't needed a thing. And we don't, and, and literally we have less than 10% of the amount of time that we had before. Yet God just keeps increasing and increasing and increasing and increasing and increasing. It's just the way of it. So if you want to get connected to that, the Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter number one, it says that if you partner with somebody like me, that every grace that's on my life will get on your life. If you, if you don't and you want to sit back and just watch it, you will watch people around you go to crazy levels. This happened. I know this because I didn't, I, I, the first church I ever pastored is right here. Matter of fact, it was nine years ago that Crystal and I moved over here without knowing one human in the whole county and founded New Heights Church. But our entire adult life, we had gotten connected with different ministries, in particular, in particular, the church that we were a part of. We were faithful. And whatever was on that house, we believed in the name of Jesus it would get on our house. And it did. And we watched it. And people would come and say, well, how did you figure this out? How did you figure that out? We said, we didn't figure a doggone thing out. We just believe what that man of God said and we do it. That's the difference. And if you, if you do that, God will get radically involved in your life. And if you don't, you'll sit there and question everything. But this is a whole, this is a faith world. Building this building is by faith. We need several million dollars to finish it off. It's by faith. But we're not backing up. We're not backing down. We're going to move forward. So for you and for me, it's imperative that we understand that we're a part of a church that gets involved in what the scripture calls a twice sown seed. Now, twice sown seed is powerful. I'll give you an example of it. Do you remember when the little boy gave the fishes and loaves to Jesus? That was the first time it was sown. The second time it was sown is when Jesus blessed it, broke it, and, and, and gave it out. And the Bible says that when that second, when that seed was sown the second time, or that offering was sown the second time, it fed 5,000 men plus all the women and children there, and there was 12 baskets fulls left over. So what happens is the hand of Almighty God gets on your life in this area, and you begin to increase. If I had time, I'd take it to when Solomon got a word from God that he was going to build the temple. 
The Bible says that when he got that word from God, he offered up a thousand burnt sacrifices or burnt offerings. If, if it was just sheep, that would have been about $400,000 in today's numbers, assuming a sheep is about $400 a piece. So he offered about $400,000 that first time when he heard that he was going to build the temple. Then he started giving. Uh, David, his daddy, had already given billions of dollars in gold and millions and millions of dollars in silver to the temple. And all these things were moving and flowing in. But what was crazy is when they finally got to the point and it was time to, to consecrate or to celebrate the, the, the temple being built, Solomon, who probably gave his best whenever he heard that God was going to use him to build the temple. You know, Solomon's a guy, he's known for wisdom, right? So we would assume that he probably gave his best. So we could assume that $400,000 was probably his best. The day that they celebrated the completion of the temple, Solomon gave 22,000 cows and 120,000 sheep. $92 million of an offering in today's currency. In other words, while he was building the house of God, he radically increased. See, God is not asking you to step out on faith and it's going to deplete your family. God is asking you to step out in faith because when you sow and you sow that breakthrough seed and you commit to 12 months and you set your affection on the house of God, the Bible says that David stood before his uh, several of the chiefs and the rulers of the time and he says, who else wants to consecrate yourself and give to the house of God with me? There's something where you decide everything else is subordinate to the will of God in my life. And God, while you do this and he stretches you, he's not asking you to do it so he can deplete your family. He's going to do for you exactly what he did for Solomon. He's going to increase you. And when we when we finally uh, have our grand opening and everything happens, you're going to be able to be doing more then than you're able to do now. This is the will of God. This is how it works in the body of Christ. You read the Bible, you do the Bible. This is how it works. So our impact, I just want to give you a couple of things. First off, uh, there's a ministry that we partner with. It's our number one widow and orphan uh, ministry partner. It's called What Matters Most Ministries. Brother Ivan Tate founded it. He feeds over a 1,000 children every day in Kenya, has 130 orphans in Guatemala, has over 105 widows' houses that have been built in the last 12 months. And every one of those widows, every single need that they will ever have will be met until the day they die, including their utilities, their food, their medical, everything. They have full-time doctors on staff on site at the orphanage. I've been there multiple times. And if you saw this place, and many of you will go and see this place, but if you saw this place, it looks like it's in a forgotten wasteland. And then you walk on the inside and it literally looks like heaven. Everything is excellent. All the children are well fed. They're all wearing uh, nice clothes, clean clothes. It's, it's, it's just an amazing work. And we have partnered with them at a high level. And I believe where the Bible says uh, that pure religion is how you handle or what you do with widows and orphans. That word religion is actually in the original language more like the word worship. Pure worship is how you deal with people that can do nothing for themselves. Because that's really what we all are. And that's how he dealt with us. So when we as a church collectively partner with feeding widows and orphans that many of us will never meet. 
We only do it because God is faithful to us. Therefore, we're going to be faithful. When we do that, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a breaker of poverty off of your own life. And when you get connected to this house, you're connected to this. Through uh, a week or so or two weeks ago, whenever this slide was made, we have already given this year over $396,000 to feed widows and orphans. That's just this year. We have other ministry partners. There's another ministry partner that has planted 25 churches this year and has won 75,000 souls in China in in the underground church. I can't tell you everywhere they go because there's some things that were on the internet and we just can't say. Because this is life and death. Every year, the ministry that I'm talking about, that ministry is called Harvest Now. That Every year, that ministry, almost every year, somebody is martyred in the ministry. This is the realest thing you could ever be connected with. So... With their ministry, planning other churches, all the, we have other ministry partners in India and all over. We have other ministry partners here in the States, all things. We've sent over 130,000. I think it's actually closer to 150,000, but we've sent over 130,000 out on top of the 396 to plant churches and to do kingdom work all over the planet. This is what you're connected to. Grand total, almost $550,000 has been sown out of our church year to date. This is what you're connected with. So when you get to heaven and a hundred people walk up to you and say, thank you, just say you're welcome. Because you're not going to know the full, I'm not going to know the full impact until we get there. And we see, oh my goodness gracious, look what, look what the Lord did through our giving. So our impact is growing, and in the name of Jesus, when we build this church, when we build our new building, this will not be the last church building that we build. This will not even be the last building that we get started. We will probably be starting other buildings while this building is being built. It's just the way of it, because we're going to increase. We're coming up on our 10th year. We're in our ninth year right now. We just celebrated our ninth anniversary. Let me put it like that. And as soon as we cross over 10 years, as the Lord has already let me know, after the first decades, he's going to, after the first decade, he's going to let us start going take other cities. So you're going to be connected with this. But this is how you change for your family and your family's lineage. The Bible says that Isaac, everything that Abram gave was counted to Isaac. So what motivates me more than almost anything on the planet is my children. So for me, I know I am establishing their harvest because everything that Crystal and I sow, it's given to their account as well. So when we do that and we get connected to a house that's reaching out at this level, you understand that these gifts and anointings and, 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 and uh, uh, mantles, they get on your own life. And then all of a sudden, God realizes there's somebody that I don't just need to bless. I need to bless them exceedingly abundantly above more than they can ask or think. Because every time that they increase, they increase their giving. And every time they increase, they increase their giving. Many of us in this room, including myself, you are living at a much different glory than you were at 12 months ago. And it is directly related to your giving towards growth last year. This is how it works. So to go to the next one, you can't do the same thing. you got to stretch again. Just like when we bought this building and it was $1.5 million, it seemed like a bajillion dollars, a $10 million building project, it feels like that again. But you don't, you can't stop and say, well, now that we can do the 1.5 million thing, we should just chill out. No, you gotta stretch. We can't, we can't tell people we're not gonna make room for you. You should have seen the first service, there was people practically sitting on each other. 
We can't just say we can't make room for you. And I know the idea we could have, you know, 20 services. I'm not wearing everybody out. I'm just not going to do it. I don't know how many we could do effectively, but I'm just going to tell you, I'm not killing the worship team. I'm not going to do it. We got to build and we got to build big and we got to build fast. And then as soon as I'm telling you, we're going to take more cities. We're going to take more towns. We're going to take more states. We're going to take more nations. We're going to rise up and build. And when we get this thing done, we get close to done. We're going, and your children are going to be going and dispatching to different places. And they're going to come to you and say, Mom, Dad, look, I know I, I love you and everything, but I just feel called to go to this nation or to go to this place. And you better understand it's because God. God is operating in your children and he is increasing the mantles and the callings on your life. When you get connected to his kingdom, it's a shift. Your impact just becomes broader than anything you could have done alone. This is the will of God. Funding the kingdom is not bake sales and car washes. Funding the kingdom is tithes, offerings, and the generosity of God's people. That's the funding of the kingdom. But it doesn't stop there. It starts there. And then the hand of God gets on your finances and things start to shift. And just like Solomon, at the end of a project, you're able to do more than you could have done at the beginning of a project. So one of the things you got to understand at our church, you just got to get settled in construction. You just got to get comfortable around it, whether it's spiritual whether it's physical, whether it's natural, you got to get settled in construction. We will never stop building the kingdom. The day I stop building the kingdom is the day I die. And I'll probably be building with Jesus because the Bible says that we will rule and reign with him. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen on the other side of this thing, but I promise you it's not a bunch of us sitting on clouds playing harps. That's not what heaven is. That's not heaven to me. I'd be bored out of my brain. The devil is a liar. It says we're going to rule and reign. It says there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Praise God. We're going to see the hand of God move. But our impact has been very extreme. Even in this year, the year when most churches are shutting down, we're literally increasing. That's our impact. But I I want to stay focused too on our cause. Because it's fun to magnify God in the area of our finances as well. And we should. Because there's no separating parts of your life from God. You either give him your whole life or just just forget it. But our cause is critical. And at a time when it's been challenging like no other, just through the month of October, just through the month of October, we've had over a thousand first-time guests come in this building. And that's beautiful by itself. But of the thousand first-time guests, listen to this. We've had over 500 documented salvations and rededications in the building. So when our capacity to have service increases by four to five times, think about what that impact's going to look like. I'll never forget this. I've told this story more than once, but our church was kind of just getting going. We had about 15 or 20 people of which half of them I was paying to be there. The other half were probably related to me. 
And one lady walked up to me. She said, I don't want our church to get too big. I said to her, I said, well, who would you like to exclude from heaven? Well, that's not what I'm saying. I said, well, I don't think that's what you meant, but that is what you said. I said, if you don't want a big church, sooner or later, there's an exclusivity that will be drawn in. And I don't want a big church for the sake of a big church. That's never been my heart. But I want to reach people. I want to see the hand of God move. I want to watch people delivered. I want to see drug drug addicts delivered in a moment. I want to see cancer shrivel up and die. I want to see families restored together. I want to see marriages restored. And I don't want to do it on a small scale. So you didn't come to a small scale church. You're at a place where we're going to increase. We're going to expand. We're going to see the hand of God move. We're going to be a part of it. You're going to be a part of it. This time I'm going to ask the ushers. We have a little packet. It looks just like this. If you didn't get one of these last week, I want you to lift your hand right now because we want to put one in your hand. It has a magazine that we had created for you so that you can have some points of contact just to look at on the project. If you didn't get one of these last week, just lift your hand. They'll pass one out to you. It's got some great pictures of our groundbreaking. It has some great pictures of our of some testimonies throughout the year. Pastor Crystal and I have a letter for you in there that kind of communicates some power. But then also... The middle, the middle page actually tears out and it makes a poster so that you can put this up. You can put this poster up in a prominent place in your house and you can literally keep this as a point of faith. Not just to look at, but also there's a confession on it that I'm asking every person that's connected with our church to make this bold confession every single day. I'll read it so that you can hear it. It says, I declare this project is paid in full in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for using me to help see this come to pass. Amen. So I'm asking that you read this every single day and you look at it. It also has a a commitment card in it. And so we're asking on December 12th, which is Sacred Sunday, that you fill this out and turn this in on Sacred Sunday. It has an area for your breakthrough offering, which you're asking for a large breakthrough offering. We need several million dollars right now in the name of Jesus to get to keep going on this project. We're also asking for a 12-month commitment, either weekly or monthly, over and above your regular tithes and offerings towards our Rise Up and Build project. That's going to be turned in as well as your breakthrough gift on Sacred Sunday, December 12th. If you've never been to Sacred Sunday at New Heights, I promise you it will be one of the most holy events you've ever been connected to. We will all, as a family, we will come to the front and we will put our breakthrough offering and our commitment into a container and we will be laying it at the feet of Jesus saying, this is what I want you to use, Jesus, to help expand my kingdom. You gave me this anyway, Jesus. I am returning it to you. Expand your kingdom, Jesus. Not my kingdom. Expand your kingdom, Jesus. Expand your kingdom. Expand. If you can use anybody, Lord, you can use my family. Expand your kingdom, Jesus. Those of us who are kingdom builders, and if you're a kingdom builder, you know who you are. We'll be doing that on December 10th, a Friday night. We'll come up here, and we're going to have a night of seed sowing, a night of giving on Friday night for our kingdom builders on December 10th. It's a powerful, powerful, holy time. So what I'm asking you to do is to pray and ask God what part he would have you play in this project. Ask God what part he would have you play in your breakthrough seed. 
What did you sow last year? And do you want to stretch even more? Ask God. Ask God what he'd have you do in the second area of commitment, that 12-month commitment. I know a lot of places that, you know, they when they're building, they, they, they do a 36, 48-month um, uh, plan where they're, they, they do pledges. And then after 48 months, they see where they're at. And then they decide if we're going to build. We're not doing that here. We're building now. I'm not knocking anybody else for doing it different, but today is the day and we're going to do it in the name of Jesus. So that 12 month commitment, I'm asking you to pray and ask God, what do you want to stretch and do weekly or monthly over and above your regular tithes and offerings towards the rise up and build campaign? Some of you, you may have never been a part of a project like this. You better be ready because opportunities are about to start knocking down your door. Sometimes it shows up as men giving into your bosom. Sometimes it's a witty invention. Sometimes it's a promotion you weren't anticipating. Sometimes it's a debt that was canceled that got that thing off of your shoulders so that you can sow it into the kingdom of God. I was talking to Jake the other day. We were sitting by one of our fire pits and I was telling him about the half a million dollars or so of debt that I've had canceled off of my life. Documented. And every time we've done the same thing. As soon as that happens, we know God loosed that money so that we could sow it into the kingdom. That's how it happens. So you got to be ready. You got to be looking. Some of you, you, you may have been believing God to have your own business. This time next year, you're going to have your own business because you're sowing into the kingdom. And God's going to say right there, I need to get more seed to them because they verify that they're sowers. Because the Lord said that he gives seed to the sower. So that's what we do. This is our time. You can't affect your harvest. When it's harvest time, you only affect your harvest when it's seed time. Does that make sense? Come on, I'm done teaching. Give God a big hand of praise. Matter of fact, stand to your feet if you don't mind. I'll pray a blessing over us. Somebody say, be ready. ready. Always try to be ready. That's what, that's one of the things I always try to do. I don't, I don't want the Lord to tell me to do something, uh, to tell me to give something and I'm not ready. I want to be ready. That's one of the reasons why we take some time and pray about it. Most time, most time in life, not in church, most time in life, people give out of emotion. Somebody else was doing it, so they wanted to do it. You've been there when, when, you know, you see somebody give somebody a tip for something and all of a sudden you realize, oh man, they're supposed to tip here. So you go and do it. There's some emotion that just goes into it. Sometimes, you know, it breaks your heart. You see somebody that needs something. There's emotion. Sometimes it's tied to, you know, maybe where you went to school or something. There's, there's an emotional, well, it was good to me, so I'm, I'm going to be good. Whatever. That's an emotional scenario. This is not that. This is strategic expanding the kingdom of Almighty God. This is not sowing down. This is sowing up. This is saying, God, you can do more with this than I can. Now... We would do it either way, but he says that when we do, he's going to bless it back to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Some of you won't even recognize your life this time next year because of what you're going to do in the next 25 days. I hear that, Lord. Some of you won't even recognize your life next year. Some of you, you know God has called you to this level, but you've never heard anybody enunciate it that made sense with your mind. And now you have. Now you're understanding the part on the inside of you that you've always known, yet you're 
because I've been able to teach it and tie those things together with the thread, the scarlet thread of the word of God. Now it makes sense in your mind and you can digest it. Some of you, you've watched people misuse the pulpit and you've gotten disenfranchised by it. And maybe you should have to a certain extent. But this is not that. And you're seeing a level of humility and you're seeing a level of passion tied together that you want to get behind. Some of you, you have been in poverty and your parents and your grandparents and somebody is going to break out of that in this season. Some of you, you're not impoverished by the world standard, but you're so afraid to lose money that you're going to get free of that in this season. You're going to stop looking at what you have as as if it's all you will ever have because you're going to get in the flow of the kingdom. It's a literal flow. The windows of heaven get open over your life and he pours out. He pours out. Anytime fear sneaks in, you know the devil is attempting something. So any area of your life that you have fear in the area of finances must be crucified. Because God wants to do it. And then you have to realize anybody who's contrary to the word of God, you need to get mute to them for a little while. Your drug dealer does not want you born again. Think about it. It's the same thing in your life and your finances. Many people are sitting there hoping that you will fail. So they can say, I told you so. I knew it. But you will not fail if you follow God. You will not fail if you follow God. There has to be an element where you just say, I don't know everything, but I do know this. And I'm going to take a step of faith. And you ask God, if you're married, you make sure that this is a marriage decision. If your children want to get involved, you let your children get involved in this. Don't you restrict your kids from accessing the promises of seed time and harvest. They have most of the time more unblemished faith than adults do. And God can pour them, pour himself out even in that situation. Thank you, Lord. I hear you loud and clear. There are five people. There are five people that are in this room right now. There are five people in this room right now. Thank you, Lord. There are five people in this room right now that will be multi-millionaires this time next year. Multi-millionaires. Assets will become the topic of your conversations. Five people in this room that will be multi-millionaires that the Lord is going to use not just to build this campus, but many campuses after. Many campuses after this. The Lord says, be not ashamed of my blessing on your life. If you're one of the five, be not ashamed of my blessing on your life. It's my good pleasure to bless you. It's good, my, my good pleasure to increase you. I'm going to bring a recompense for what the enemy has done in your life. Many of you were delayed for years. Some of you, matter of fact, one person, there's a three-year timeline where it was like your life just went on hold. 
God says, I'm bringing a great recompense for those three years. I will pour it out. I will pour it out. Your children will experience it. And your children will benefit from it. So be of good cheer, says the Lord. Because I'm going to do this thing. And you'll see it. And you'll live through it. Seek wisdom, says the Lord. You'll need wisdom in the area of your finances that you do not have now. Seek wisdom. You'll need to begin to understand the radical difference between assets and liabilities. Because when you're a king or royalty in my kingdom, when you move, there is a large ripple effect. Many people will seek to pull on you. But hear my voice, says the Lord. Don't leave what takes you. On the contrary, stay faithful. Stay faithful to the house of God. Don't forget my house, says God. Like it says in the book of Haggai. Who was there that saw my house in its former glory? And what is it in your eyes now? Never lose sight of the house of God. Never lose sight of the place where my spirit flows. I'm pouring out a fresh anointing on this place, says God. I'm pouring out a fresh anointing on this place, says God. I do not allow my children to go through hardship without recompense. And I have released a recompense on this house. Every person that tithes and offers in this house is about to experience a recompense of connection. A recompense in this place. My spirit is going to move. You'll have ideas. You'll have relationships that show up that you were not qualified to have. But my hand is on you. And I'm bringing a recompense. I'm bringing a recompense. I'm bringing a recompense. In my spirit right now, I see a dam. And on the other side of the dam is a radical amount of resources. I see it in all different shapes and sizes, but a radical amount of resources. And I see a crack forming at the top of the dam and going down and going down and going down. And on the other side, I see a sign stuck in the top of those resources that says recompense. And I see our building, the building we're standing in right now, underneath the dam. It looks to me, if you've ever seen the Hoover Dam, that's what it looks like, like two big cliffs and then a big dam and I see that crack and on the top of it on the other side of it I just see this radical amount of resources and the crack and it's almost like the it's almost like the dam is shaking under the pressure and I see our church building and then down line from our church building I see households, households, families, households. I see children playing. I see households. I see, I see orphanages. I see, I see widows. I see, I see families. I see households. I see children laughing and running and skipping and, and dancing. And I see, I see joy unspeakable, but every household is filled and every household is sure. And every household, it's going to sound funny. I'll just say what I see. Every household, the lawn is mowed well. Every household has, has, has evidence of excess. Every household has evidence of excess. 
Every household has more than enough. And it's expanding. And when I look from the church and I look that direction, I see no end. I just see it expanding. And the only way that I know that it's expanding is I hear the joy coming from new households getting connected. So as you get connected to this recompense, there's going to be a radical move of the Spirit. It will, thank you, Lord. This radical move of the Spirit is going to turn the stomach of the religious and they will not come. But those who are seeking freedom will be a part of this recompense. And the hand of Almighty God is going to be so upon the people of New Heights Church that it will be undeniable who I am and what my will is, says God. For I have not changed and I will not change. I long to prosper my people so that my covenant can be established on the earth. In Jesus' name. Can you give God a hand of praise this morning? I don't know about you, but I'm expecting God to do something great. Let me pray a blessing on you. Father, bless your people coming in. Bless them going out in the city and the field, this day and every day. In Jesus' name, if you got one more praise locked up in you, come on, turn it loose. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, follow us on social media. That is the best way to stay up to date on everything happening at New Heights. We look forward to you joining us next time on the New Heights podcast. And if you are ever in the Bryan College Station area, we invite you to come out to New Heights Church for a live service. I promise we'll make you feel right at home.